A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number smart beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number limited edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Hello and welcome to episode 30 of the Women's Running podcast. I'm Esther Newman, editor of Women's Running, and this is our seventh running workshop in which I chat to the lovely Holly Taylor about our training ahead of our half marathon this weekend. It's been a strange week. The kids are back at school, so I'm doing this in a calm and empty house and it all feels rather surreal. Training has felt a bit odd, too. And we open this episode with the mother of all confessions in terms of that virtual half, so hang on to your hats. Mainly, though, I wanted to talk to Holly about tapering, race day prep, and a bit about recovery too. So we talk about Holly's walk-run strategy, which has been brilliant and has worked fantastically for her. And we also talk about how we should be training and what we should be eating in this last week before the race. There's a bit of a shocker there where we both confess that neither of us like porridge and I expect us both to be banished from the running community for saying so. So we talk about other things we could eat for breakfast and whether we really need to carb load before a half. The answer being that we probably don't need to, but we're going to anyway. And we chat about how best to recover after our 13 miles. Small warning, Holly is a little bit sweary when the possibility of not necking a bottle of Prosecco the minute she finishes is mooted, but I think that's fair enough. Anyway, we've decided that, okay, we shan't get smashed the second we cross over our respective finish lines, but we certainly will enjoy a glass or seven that evening. So there. We also talk about keeping our motivation going post-half, and as I've signed Holl up to another race, she can't get out of that one. I am so proud of Holly, and she lets me say so too. If you're running a race for you this weekend, let me know, as it would be lovely to run with you virtually. Don't forget to head to shop.womensrunning.co.uk and enter WRPOD at the checkout to get your exclusive 35% discount off Women's Running membership. You'll get the magazine, free access to digital back issues, a free month's subscription to Move GB, Move at Home, lots of discounts and loads more besides. 
Plus, we're going to be adding more benefits during the year, so this is literally just the start of it. Come and join Women's Running. We'd love to have you with us. Happy running. Yeah. Actually, well, well, let's let's get started because I want to talk to you about what we're supposed to be doing this week. Yeah. Um, but I also I wanted to start with a massive confession. Mm-hmm. Are you ready? I'm I'm ready and worrying that maybe I'm going to be confessing the same thing. Oh God, I really hope not. Right. So, you know, this whole time we've been working towards the bath half, which is mm-hmm. next weekend, the virtual bath half. Yeah. Um. I've completely failed to sign up to it. So have I. (laughs) So I realised this because our lovely colleague, Mike, had put on Instagram over the weekend a picture of his number and it said virtual bath half. And I kind of went, oh, where'd you get that then? Yeah. And he was like, oh, when I signed up for it a few months ago. And I realised that I didn't do that. But it's actually good, I think, because I was talking to him about it more. What he did was sign up for that virtual half. So he got a bit of his money back and he's just doing the virtual half. Our bath half tickets have rolled over to September or October or whatever. But we can still do the virtual half for the lols. And actually quite pleased in a way that it's even more pressure off because we don't have to submit it to anybody. We've just got it and we'll know that we've done it. Yeah, I, I felt dreadful yesterday. And, and honestly, like for some of yesterday, I've just been going through all my email thinking, oh, maybe I used a different email. No, I'm really, I, I was so worried when I realised yesterday. I was I so and Yeah, it was just yesterday. And I just thought, oh, what have I done? But of course I did. Uh, yeah, exactly what you said. I, um, I'd had my, my real place and I... Um, I said yes. I'd like this to roll over to September, mm-hmm. and I didn't um, realise that that meant forgot that about. Well, I, was... I sort of did, and then just forgot about it. I just anyway. Well, well we're doing a half marathon next. In fact, this weekend. And do you know? Do you know what's really good about that is that we haven't like up until yesterday we thought we had a proper race to be to be going towards, and um, we've held each other accountable. I know exactly. It's just shows that you don't actually need to have all the bells and whistles of a race number and uh, you can go yeah. out and do it whenever. And well, Holly, we need to figure out how we're going to reward ourselves because we're not going to get a medal. I know, which is quite sad. Should we make them for each I other? I think we should make one for each other, okay. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, I hope it's not incredibly disappointing for everyone listening to know that actually this is even less professional than they realised <laughs> we're not even having an official race. <laughs> Well, in the meantime, I have signed you up without asking you, but I did tell you afterwards to the Vitality 10,000 at the end of May. So that is definitely happening and we will have medals at the end of that. So, and that will be a 10K. What date is that? Well, it's, um, I believe you can run at any time in the May half term, which is the last week of May. Okay, cool. Which I think is a really sweet way of doing it. they, They did that in the autumn and... Um, and I loved that I loved that kind of it's a kind of you know it's such a kind of understanding of parenting and families and and time to give you a whole week to do your 10k so you can choose the best day the best weather um, it's May it'll be nice I hope um, I hope so, it'll yeah. be really nice to do some training in nice weather because I've only really it. done training when it's been horrid yeah I must admit when the London Marathon got cancelled last April or postponed to 
October and then went virtual. But when it got postponed, first of all, oh, I loved it. Because, yeah, that tra- the training that was happening over the winter was just brutal, just mm-hmm. so cold, so icy. I always fall over and obviously fall over more yeah. in the winter. Yeah, to, to, I, I much prefer, I don't care if it's really hot. I really don't care because I'm such a cold person. So yeah. Maybe I'm I should sweater be the best anyway. Person. I don't know. <gasps> <laughs> no, I'm not going to do that. That can be our next after the 10k. After the 10k, we'll do 260 miles through the desert. Yeah, that seems like a, a useful step up. I think we can definitely manage that. Yeah, yeah for sure. I think I'll be ready at that stage. <laughs> now, I was going to ask you: Did you did you listen? This is not a judgy thing at all. I promise. But did mm-hmm. you listen to the podcast with Lucy uh, that I did last week? I don't think I've listened to it yet. Actually, oh, no. Holly, I am going to be judgmental now. No, I'm not. Um, and be judgmental. How well, bad is that to not listen to our own podcast? <laughs> comes out? Well, I, I listened to it because I did it. So um, <laughs> my the one thing I was going to ask you to do today was if you hadn't listened to it, listen to that because I cool. talked to her about our training and how we should yeah, taper and how we should recover. And I can recap a couple of the points that she said then. Because um, it, it was all really lovely. And she was... Um, Oh, she's so sweet because she has been listening in to what we've been doing. So she feels like she knows us. Um, Oh, I'll definitely give it a listen today and make sure that I listen to, yeah, her bits of advice. She is so wise. She's so running wise. Um, But so she she was, I was asking how we, you know, how how do we taper apart from Mm. just kind of stopping running quite so much? Um, And how do we recover and I, so I thought we could sort of talk about that a little bit. And like, mm-hmm. so uh, tapering, I was looking into this and it's, it again, like almost everything else to do with running, it's deeply personal. And if you Google, how do I taper before a half marathon or a marathon, you get these kind of wildly different answers. Mm-hmm. So much so that even in one article, it will say, you need to cut down your running between 60 and 80%, which is like... A big margin. Yeah, I'm not sure um, what that means either. Well, the way that I would do it, so I think, so you you kind of have to t- you have to be kind of um, I don't know, pragmatic about it. So mm. you did your longest run, didn't you? How? Let's talk about that first. How was your long run? Yeah, we haven't spoken about that yet, have we? So longest run was not this weekend, but the weekend before. I attempted a tapering thing this weekend, but we will come on to that. Mm-hmm. Um, so weekend before I did my longest one, which was, I'm a little bit nervous that it was 10 miles. And I'm really hoping that that means, because in my head I was thinking only, that's only a, another 5k on top of that and I'll have done it. That's not a big deal. But the more I'm thinking about that now, I'm hoping that that's not going to be too much of a horrible shock. I think 10 miles is plenty. I think you've done really well because you've built up in a really nice steady way, haven't you? Yeah, it did feel, it it felt good. And I did a little bit of, um, I've got quite a lot to report, actually. I did a little bit of sort of slightly more purposeful run walking. Brilliant. Um, And I really think that it made all the difference. So I did, uh, I split it into um, two mile chunks in my brain. Mm -hmm. And I went with my lovely friend who's also so good at encouraging me and supporting me I can't remember whether we've spoken about this on the podcast before have we no we haven't we haven't so uh maybe I've just told somebody else um but so we split it into sort of two mile chunks and um 
and I had in my brain that was really good because instead of going I've got 10 miles to go I've got 10 miles to go I had such short distances to kind of think I've got this this much more to tick off before mm-hmm. I can reward myself and our rewards were just like five minutes walking but added together then it made those two mile stretches so much easier to mentally contemplate as well as to physically achieve Mm -hmm. I think than it would have been if I'd have tried to set off and do 10 so I'm not quite sure how I'm going to tackle the half on the day because I suppose that feel that depends how strong I'm feeling that morning and Maybe. Totally does. It totally yeah. does. I, I would I would suggest that because um one thing which we didn't talk about before we did our long runs was that really you should view your last long run as a as a practice run. So mm. so a dress rehearsal. So what you know, wear wear the stuff that you're going to wear, mm. drink the stuff you're gonna drink, um, and do the pace vaguely, maybe a little bit yeah. less so. So if if you've practiced on your long run, a walk run like you've done. I would suggest doing that. I yeah. mean, if if you do feel stronger, that's fine. But it's just the concern would be to sort of, if you felt really strong in the morning, to kind of head off and do kind of six miles in a one and then feel dreadful. Or exactly, something. exactly. So I think it might be, it's, it's interesting because I think if I'd have done this this time last year, I would have felt really, really disappointed in myself for walking any of it. Mm-hmm. But I'm actually feeling really proud because I think I covered more distance. I probably did about 11 because if we were doing two miles and then walking five minutes, two miles, five times over, then I actually covered more distance than 10 miles. I just ran 10 miles. Yeah. And I think that has made me feel almost more proud that I managed to keep a, have a kind of disciplined structure to the run than yeah. just heading out and running with floppy legs. <laughs> I think, well, the structure thing is so important because it, that kind of that mental breaking it down there's something Lucy says something about how our brains are actually quite simple things because you just need to sort of give it this tiny little bit of of um you know a tiny kind of carrot and and that sort of works mm. and for me um I didn't realize how simple things were in terms of I use the gels that I have like for for longer distances I use them as mile markers mm. and because I have one I might start having one at about 6 miles and I see them as a kind of a three mile um, arc. It takes me about a mile to eat one. And then I've got another two miles and then I'm opening another one, which means that immediately that much bigger run is just broken down into these much simpler chunks. And I just sort of think about, oh, it's only 20 minutes until I open the next one. Exactly. That's how, that's what I really enjoyed about that was I knew that it was about 20 minutes of running, maybe 25 if we were being a bit slow. And then, and then I had five minutes of walking to look forward to and I could recover mm-hmm. and start again. And, it, and it, it was a really nice way of doing it. I hope that it's not cheating in any way. It is not cheating. You're running and you're on your feet. Mm. And it, it, it is a really awesome. smart way to train, really mm. smart way to train because you just what you will. The chances of you ending up with an injury if you're training like that it is really really low and exactly the, and I, I think it did actually help because i i had the the same injury as i had this time last year is returned is that the hip not, thing not as bad but yeah my hip mm. flexor on my right side gets really like twingy yeah and um and i think it's form i think it's because i'm when I get tired, I run almost like an octopus or a squid where my legs are just sort of those famous runners yeah 
sort of like a like a bit like Ursula from The Little Mermaid below me. I'm sort of moving. <laughs> that sounds amazing. And my legs are kind of. <laughs> <laughs> that's all I can think to describe They're oh just god crazy. I hope I get to run behind you when we're doing this <laughs> that sounds amazing I didn't realise until I saw pictures from the last bath half and I look like a sort of stick body and then sort of legs going off in <laughs> very strange directions but um <laughs> but I've um I, I think that's exactly what causes it and I it was twinging a little bit halfway through that 10 miler and I think that the routine of the of the walk running was was what stopped it. It 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 yeah. It didn't continue to. Well, it's not continued to be a problem. It's been absolutely fine, and it was fine this weekend. So I think um, I think it was what I needed to do at that point. And, so yeah. then, so you did your long run, um, and then what's your training been like since then? Since then, I. I, um, so fell into the classic pitfall last week of feeling smug for too many days. <laughs> <laughs> so I did some strength training and I did a gentle, it's about 5k, my kind of local route that I like doing. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think that's, uh, yeah, I think that was all I did until this weekend. So that was a, that was one run really and a couple of strength training sessions so I think I fell in I fell victim to the feeling very chuffed with myself that I'd done my 10 miler and then not doing as much as I should have done um but generally still feeling quite good about it all and then this weekend I did a very gentle five mile because that's what I kind of thought tapering should be that sounds about right I think you yeah I mean tapering I mean, like I said, it's 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 a personal thing, and I wasn't sure. I wasn't sure what to do. Mm. Um, I didn't know whether to do less or more. But what I knew was I should be taking it, and we should be taking it easy. It should be an easy run. Um. So yeah. yeah. But anyway, so I, I mean, I cut mine back by oh god, like fifty percent. I guess. Yeah. Um, so yeah, big big chunk. Yeah, that's off. about right then. Yeah, because um, I had in my brain, I had this slightly worrying feeling where I thought, because I was worrying about the ten and whether ten was going to be enough to see me through for my long run. I didn't know until I woke up yesterday morning whether I was going to do eleven or whether I was going to do five. And then I kind of heard your voice, and I thought, I shouldn't, I shouldn't panic and do a like cramming revision sessions sort of thing it never helps it just makes you tired and and I decided to just do a a gentle five and start my tapering that's absolutely right that's so sensible yeah I mean absolutely the one thing that they always say that you shouldn't do they the gods of running say that you should Mm -hmm. never do is to cram in sessions if you feel like you're behind in some way because that way leads to madness and injury exactly to kind of chuck in it's much better to have done a gentle five mile this week. If you'd have done an 11 mile, there's a child. Apparently it takes something like two weeks to get over every single run. Really? So there is, yeah. So there's a chance that by next weekend, if you'd have done, if you'd have gone hard this weekend, by next weekend, you'd be feeling absolutely crackered and not ready for it. Yeah. But now the best thing that we can do is rest. So we're in our tapering section. Um, and, like as far as I'm concerned, I'm I've been thinking about it this morning. I did my boot camp this morning. I will run tomorrow, probably a five K, mm-hmm. not five mile, five K. Um, and I will run I don't know when I'm gonna do it. I don't know whether I'm gonna do it on Saturday or Sunday. 
I think I'm going to do it on Saturday. I was A, thinking Saturday because if now that we know that it is a bit of a bigger deal than I maybe realised and there are going to be people with actual numbers running around. Yeah. I know they can do it on either day, but I wondered if it would be more likely that people would be out on Sunday because that would have been the usual day. Maybe. Should we just avoid the people that have done it properly? That's yeah. what I thought. I thought, And it does mean that we can get on one on Saturday night, doesn't it? Which is quite nice. That's exactly my other motivation was I thought Friday, gentle, bath, relax, yeah. you know, carb loading, huge amounts of pasta. Huge. Yeah. Oh, we need to discuss that as well because I don't know what I'm doing with that. Um, I, that's in my notes. So cool. I'm going to do two runs this week. I'm going to do two strength training boot camps. Um, I would normally do more. I normally do. I normally do something every day. Mm. Um, and I will make sure that if we're running on Saturday, I probably won't run and I won't do any strength training on Friday. Um, I might do. Or I'll walk, but yeah, mm. I won't. I won't run I don't think um because I've found that what works for me is to basically completely rest the day before and then I feel so much more fresh on the day Mm -hmm. um and then in terms of carb loading for a half I've also disappointingly read that you don't really need to do that I've decided to ignore that um and I I will um because it has worked for me so when I was doing the marathon um I, I don't know I seem to I feel like with the marathon I felt like I got all my nutrition right yeah so I, I felt very smug and very pleased with myself and one of the things I got right I think I think the, the night before I had spaghetti I had uh, white spaghetti which is which I never normally have mm. um I'm normally very much a brown pasta type of person Oh, yeah, and that's white. wholesome and good of you I, I'm I, really... yeah I, I do follow up by loads of biscuits so yeah balance balanced eating that's what balanced eating means (laughs) (laughs) that is that is yeah definitely all swings and roundabouts Mm -hmm. um I had the same the night before the half um last year and I I really liked that I did a classic me and I didn't really have any breakfast I think I tried to have some toast and that didn't really work because I was too anxious but the night before I'd had um like a sort of sausage casserole thing where we'd done roasted veg and sausies and had them with pasta yeah. and that was lush I felt like I had all of the of the kind of resource that I needed then yeah I mean I think the thing is is kind of the things to bear in mind were if either of us suffered at all from any kind of runner's trots or mm. you know that kind of thing that we just need to be wary of anything with too much fiber yeah um so like not too much fruit not too much brown pasta not too much you know that that kind of stuff mm-hmm. um I find that really hard because I I do eat an enormous amount of fruit but then I don't particularly get the trots um yeah there's you know never say never I, I look forward to that time um <laughs> I used to really badly um about 15 years ago when I was running um mm. but now I feel like I've got a kind of nervous system that sort of kicks in before I go for a run so I feel quite happy about um so yeah so so um when I've spoken to Laura um the lovely nutritionist that we work with on the magazine and she's talked before about um good things to eat the day before our our white toast white pasta um -hmm. sweets thing you know things like um jelly babies and stuff like that before as well because it's sort of pure carbohydrate um so we can do all those things and I think the key is to kind of you don't need to have 
more food you just need to adjust kind of what you eat a bit and um, it's not a healthy everyday kind of food stuff but it's you know and I think before a half marathon yeah you don't need to worry about it too much and then on the morning um one thing I'd forgotten to say was because um I'm I'm that weird runner that doesn't like porridge um I don't like porridge either no I I can't I can't bear it but I do love oats and so one thing that I started doing this time last year was I bought porridge bars basically a cereal bar um and I, know I know that, the ones you mean yeah. are they two in a pack and there's they're kind of golden syrupy flavor or something ah, no I tried those and they're not to my taste I shall mention the brand name but the that's what the, I was also the trying brand not. name I will mention because I was given it at the end of a 10k a couple of years ago or a year and a half ago um was stoats and they oh, yeah, do. I remember you being very excited. I actually remember you being really excited about them. I bought them by the truck. Yeah. 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 And um, I there's an apple and cinnamon version that honestly for me is like catnip. And and I'll finish a bar and I just want to start the next one. I had to be very mm-hmm. careful about it. Um. So there's they're, they're not they're not made for athletes or for runners or anything, but they're basically loads and loads of oats. Mm-hmm. So I did this before my long run on Sunday where I had I had a banana and I had a half of one of those bars which is enough to power me through until at least six miles before mm. I start having my gels and that's that's fine for me so it's kind of finding something like that for you that's kind of yeah slow release um the banana works for I, me. I was gonna say I think banana is is actually my go-to thing if I ever feel like I need I'm I'm so rubbish at eating before runs I know we've chatted about it before but um I do tend to just feel slightly I I don't know I wonder if there's just an element of kind of wanting to just get the run over with it's going to be uncomfortable so even if I'm a bit hungry or I'm a bit tired then powering through and then having whatever I like and I don't have to worry about whether it's the right kind of nutrition to be eating before a run. But I think that's a bit lazy. And I do think that for this weekend particularly, I need to think a little bit more about. Yeah, and I think, I think it's making the connection that if you're not eating before, particularly before a half marathon, if you're not eating before, the mm. reason you're tired is because you're hungry. Yeah. So n- not having fuel in you will make your run harder. Yeah. So, Sorry, the dog blowing his nose, by the way, did that? Oh, didn't hear that. I didn't embarrass myself and my household then. (laughs) (laughs) No, I can't hear it. Anyway, sorry, it's just really distracting me. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, don't worry, Dave's not here. He he makes so many different kinds of noises, Mm. usually all in one go. It's very weird. And particularly during a really important meeting. Yeah. 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 yeah so I think I think the key is is just eat something eat something that you know that your tummy is happy with and eat it never seem to mess anything in my tummy up weirdly like when you're a bit hungover or something I think it's going to be bread I think it's going to be something that just sort of soaks everything up quite yeah those do tend to make me feel a little bit weird I think banana is a good middle ground of something that isn't too bloaty yeah but it, does it might be a them. timing thing as well like it's quite mm. a, a bit of white toast before you go out mm. um if as long as you've given yourself an hour 
yeah it's it's fine but um yeah be a bit less nervous this time as well because that was a big contributing factor to not eating properly before the last one was having all the people i had never done it before huge crowd also covid was happening and it was all a bit scary and i didn't know what that was going to be like and it was all very strange kind of circumstances and and yeah really weird and I I think that was just I couldn't I couldn't eat I couldn't swallow down my toast because I had that sort of anxiety cut off in your throat do you know what's interesting Lucy last week she said um she said that a lot of runners would say that pre-race they have a bagel and peanut butter and she said quite rightly she said I can't think of anything worse it's like the hardest thing to swallow (laughs) yes already cloying and claggy yeah like I need something that just sort of that if eating it is going to cause me almost no, you know, if if it's very low effort to actually consume, then that's a winner because yeah. thinking about how I'm chewing on this thing and I've got to swallow it down because I need that. Then I'm going to start not being able to. Yeah. So yeah. Banana, I think for me. Banana. Brilliant. And then um, the other thing that Lisa talks about was um, recovery, um, because I immediately started talking about the Prosecco we were going to drink. And she said, she said, good. Um, however, <laughs> no, 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 it's all good. We, we can we can still do it. But um, she was just saying recovery starts because I think I sort of said, oh, what, what do we need to be doing the next day? Um, and she said, and she quite rightly pulled me up on that and said, no, 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 the recovery is, it starts immediately the, the minute that you stop. Um, so the first thing that I'm going to remember to do after I stop is to do quite a lot of walking. <laughs> so, yeah. um, so have you, have you figured out your route? Do you know where you can do it? I think so. I think we're going to do, um, a one kind of loop of the actual half. So up as far as we can go towards that main road that usually annoyingly you'd be able to, if the actual race was happening, you'd be able to do the full thing, but can't yeah. quite do that. But that's fine. Cause have you been down there's a little um path down you go under by the the boathouse I think is the pub and you go under that little bridge and then you get a lovely bit of canal and yeah yeah. so I think we're going to do that and that's about five miles or something I think sorted yeah then I think we're going to go up and just do the two tunnels okay nice um and I think maybe there might be like one mile left of sort of tootling around having to make it up somewhere but generally I think that that covers the the distances that we that we need yeah brilliant so um I would only add to that just make sure that where you stop Mm. is it's far enough away it's half a mile away from from where you live yeah yeah I think that was what was brilliant last year actually I remember thinking oh my god I've planned this awfully why didn't I have somebody on standby Mm. with a stretcher to sort of move me or in fact with a sort of chaise long or something and with grapes to move (laughs) home (laughs) but actually I think that was exactly what it was um was um was was the fact that I live a good, I think about a mile away from Great Partney Street where we would have finished. And that extra mile of walking home was, um, was I've frozen my face, haven't I? But I haven't frozen my voice. Your, your face is completely frozen, but your voice is still... Okay, good. Charming. Um, but I think, yeah, I think that was what made my recovery less horrid was I, I, I had that mile to gently walk home afterwards. Yeah, and my recovery was absolutely awful because Dave picked me up. 
but then I'd, I'd suffered some kind of Achilles thing so um, I was hobbling by that stage anyway yeah. so it wasn't it wasn't perfect um, but yeah so um, she was saying so so we need to do that and then happily when we get in before plunging ourselves into a bath um, the first thing we need to do is eat so oh. that's not that hard is it that isn't that hard. Did she have any recommendations? Because I always want to sort of smash a huge roast or a fish and chips or something really. Yeah, she, um, she may have mentioned something or other. I don't know if she was technical and said something about blah, blah, blah. I think because I think, generally um, the received wisdom is sort of carbohydrates before protein afterwards. Okay. Um, I would just eat what you want. Just yeah. eat something. Just eat something. And I, I mean, I usually come home and the first thing I want, it's after all that sweating, but the first thing I want is peanut butter. Mm. So I have peanut butter on something. Um, after the marathon, Dave made me a bacon sandwich, which went down an absolute treat. Yes. Yeah. So it's kind of, so eat first, make sure that you're topped up in terms of hydration. I'm going to, I'm carrying a backpack when I run and I have, um, precision hydration in the back the powders so I've got electrolytes so I feel quite happy about replacing my copious sweat mm. in that way um and my gels but just make sure that you you drink a lot of water and if, if you don't have electrolytes then have something a bit salty mm. when you get in that's um, actually something that I've been falling victim to this time round with training that I didn't suffer from at all last time. I keep forgetting to drink any water and then getting a headache halfway through a run and going, why have I got a headache? Mm. Which is really silly. So the last couple I've managed to sort myself out by drinking, weirdly, lots the night before, which I wouldn't have thought yeah. about, but that seems to have made a massive difference is having a good like full couple of water bottles the mm. night before. Um and then making sure that I've had a couple of glasses of water and a cup of tea or something before I go the day. Oh, Holly, you're so sensible. Honestly, I was, I was reading something just the other day that was talking about how you should hydrate well for a race. You should start your hydration strategy like three, four days before. Oh, really? So, yeah. There you go. So you are mm-hmm. absolutely right in doing that. And I don't drink enough water anyway, so it's a good motivator. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, so make sure you do that afterwards as well as before. Um, make sure you, you smash some food down whatever you want to eat just eat mm-hmm. um and just that and that walk um and then i think i think we're allowed within an hour or so to have a bath if you want to have a bath mm-hmm. um, about an hour afterwards is actually probably quite a good amount of time that's enough time to sit down and sort of process what I suppose, weirdly, process the slight trauma that you've just been through. It is, it is trauma. You have traumatised your body. And, a bit, yeah. yeah. And, and, and also to stop sweating because I sweat like a fountain out the top of my head and you sort of need that mm. to stop before you get into a warm bath, don't you? Yeah, otherwise it's faint o'clock. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, and then kind of in the following week, um, you know, sort of it's good to move. And the, the other thing is to not just stop doing what you're doing because you've been training brilliantly Mm. um particularly over the winter so you've been training so so well Mm. don't just stop if if possible and kind of ease yourself into a really really lovely your favorite run of whatever length that is just your nice easy one and do that in two or three days after you've done that Mm. um done the half marathon just to kind of get your legs moving again and to remember that this is you know, this is 
a lifetime habit. It's not just a exactly annual thing. Here, because last time I went, oh, I've done it, and then I sat on my ass for ages because I didn't think. I, yeah, I, I, it felt like it was over and mm. I need to keep the momentum going because A, we'll be doing our 10K yeah. series two of the workshop. And we've got and another half marathon in September. Exactly. So I need to keep the motivation going and I don't want, I want this to be a year of great runs. I don't want it to just be a good run and then a sort of flopping on the sofa for the rest of the year. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. And, and you'd... I sound really patronising. I was just about to sort of say, "Oh, you've done so well," but you, like you have, oh, and you know, I love, I love praise. <laughs> <laughs> oh, if I could stroke your hair, I would. Um, <laughs> it, it was, today, though. <laughs> oh, maybe not. Um, yeah, I think you know to to have continued to, to to even start doing this, to even contemplate doing this. Like we didn't sign up to a virtual half. We didn't realise that till yesterday. But in our heads, we signed up to a virtual half. And yeah. it meant that we had a goal, which is this weekend. And it meant that we, you know, we always had, we, it meant that we had to, we've had to be out there in all weathers. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, there's been snow, there's been ice. Um, it's been, you know, life threatening conditions and, yeah. and we, we've done it. And I don't know about you, but my fitness levels, according to Garmin, have gone up. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm in a better place than I was this time last year. Yeah. And last year we were training for a real race. And exactly. this year we haven't been. And we've just, and, and to be honest, I know we've been doing this, but we've, you know, I've left you to your own devices a lot, particularly over Ooh. Christmas. Um, and yet you still did it. So yeah, I'm, I'm very proud of, of us. I think that it's, um, it's, it's just such a good motivator having something in the diary, isn't it? Even if it is a virtual something, even if it's just something a bit like us, that it turns out, you've just sort of plucked out of the air and there's no official uh, thing to it at all because you've forgotten to actually sign up to the virtual race. Even if you're just setting a date in your own head and going, I want to achieve this distance or this PB or this whatever it is on that date, it it means that you don't make excuses for yourself. Because as soon as I had something in the diary last year, then I just started making excuses again and going, oh, you know, why? why would I go and run? It's too hot today. It's too cold. It's too, yeah. And I think that, I mean, it, I've said it before, but it's, it's the accountability thing. It's because we were accountable for each other. Mm. And we also had this, this kind of date. And I think it, it's so powerful to either mm. have a date in the diary or someone else that you're checking in with, or preferably both. Um, mm. And I've always thought of myself as a fairly sort of antisocial kind of person. I don't like running with other people, mostly because I can't talk and run at the same time. Yeah, that is the one problem that I've had this time is I think that I had to find a middle ground because of going with my lovely friend Lex. Mm-hmm. She's amazing. She can talk for England while we run. But we found a good balance now where she does that. And I just sort of listen as if it's a podcast or something. And yeah. I run along next to her. That's good. And also, but then also I just think, you know, it's, it's a weird, it's been such a weird time. and. And it's quite difficult for us to kind of be, be, be sociable when we've been forced to be antisocial yeah. for, for such a long time. I was actually on my long run. I, in the last kind of couple of miles of it, I ran into a friend who was running. Mm. And, um, and so we had maybe half a mile together running. 
and that was so lovely that yeah. despite what I say about not running into not running with someone to, to kind of randomly just bump into a really good friend and just run for a little bit with them was like yeah. oh, actually no there is something in this but I think um the being able to check in with you like mm. every couple of weeks and obviously we talked about it in between those times it was so it really really helps because mm. it yeah, you know gave me a kick up the arse made me get out there yeah, every time you go I'm really not sure I can be bothered today there's the thing in your head going oh but I, I, I want to have a nice chat with Esther about this I don't want to have a chat that that results in oh, yeah I can't really do anything this week you know I want to have a conversation about how we're progressing and how it's going and I can't yeah. do that if I don't do the work and that's that's been a huge motivating factor yeah yeah and well you, talking about what you should be doing has made me realize what I should be doing you know so like when I completely forgot to do any technical running myself after sort of wagging a finger at you Mm. and that was and I remember one particularly icy morning and just going oh god I've got to go and do hill sprints and really not wanting to do it but it made me do it yeah you know so yeah so this is just testament to that yeah that thing of of kind of being accountable to something or someone I think is is awesome and we should continue doing that but yeah so we got our 10k in May got half hour in September we could do another 10k in between exactly yeah whatever keeps us accountable and I love I love doing the podcast with it and the idea that everybody's doing it with us is so lovely as well and good luck I suppose to everybody who who might also be running it we've only yeah yeah because there has been there's been like a couple of emails um uh so it's been yeah it's been lovely it's been lovely to hear from people who are kind of listening in and yeah I wonder if there will be other people running with us their own virtual races yeah I hope so too that does feel really lovely exactly the same time if they followed the same sort of journey yeah that's really lush and what we'll do is we'll we'll catch up we'll have a chat next week about it but we thought maybe should we do maybe like an Instagram live or something and have a chat about it let's catch up about the run uh, on the Monday or something after the yeah um so this time next week let's do an insta live lovely so let's do that and mm-hmm. then we'll also do a podcast about um how we've recovered um and what and we're doing we get on to the next thing yeah so on that podcast i will be asking you what run what running you've done since the half marathon okay so, so oh, you wow. have to run i know it's good just a little bit just fun runs just nice yeah. runs exactly i can't wait to do fun runs again oh me either thanks for listening And lots and lots of luck this weekend if you're running with us. Do please let me know how you get on, and perhaps we could make this a regular thing. This episode was recorded over Zoom. The editor and composer was David Newman, and my mic is the Podcast Pro from Sontronics. Please hit like and subscribe, that way you won't miss the next episode. Don't forget to head to shop.womensrunning.co.uk and enter WRPod at the checkout to get your exclusive 35% discount off Women's Running membership. Come and join Women's Running. We'd love to have you with us. Happy running. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavourless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well... 
HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.